This is Songs to God, Season 2, Episode 34. Come out of her, my people. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. After this, I saw another angel with great authority coming down from heaven, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. He called out in a mighty voice, It has fallen. Babylon the Great has fallen. She has become a home for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, and a haunt for every unclean and despicable beast. For all the nations have drunk the wine of her sexual immorality, which brings wrath. The kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown wealthy from her sensuality and excess. Then I heard another voice from heaven, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins or receive any of her plagues. For her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Pay her back the way she also paid, and double it according to her works. In the cup in which she has mixed, mix a double portion for her. As much as she glorified herself and indulged her sensual and excessive ways, give her that much torment and grief. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, I am not a widow, and I will never see grief. For this reason, her plagues will come in just one day, death and grief and famine. She will be burned up with fire because the Lord God who judges her is mighty. Revelation chapter 18 verses 1 through 8 CSB. Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. This is your host, Ree, and we're at the end of season two. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it's been two whole seasons um, or that this year has gone by so fast. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this season and last season, if you were here last season as well. I appreciate you coming and listening to me and joining me and learning with me. Um... There's still so much to learn, and I learn as I do these episodes, um, and I hope you learn things as well. So I just wanted to take that moment to thank you um, and to share my gratitude, I guess, for you listening and for the feedback that some of you guys give me, and um, you know, and just to tell you that I'm on the same journey that you're on, that we're all on this journey together. I do still have lots of ideas and lots of things that I want to talk to you guys about and study. So um, I do have plans for season three. So God willing, I will be back in 2021 with season three. I just need, you know, a little bit of time to put that together. That's why I end the season um, at the end of October so that I can use November and December to do planning for the next season to keep the episodes rolling. So that is 
um, what's on the horizon. Also, just a you know a little bit of housekeeping. Next season, I plan to add visuals. Um, I plan to incorporate the podcast on the new YouTube channel and use it to um, show you notes and possibly some other cool things um, as I do the podcast. So for those who are more visual learners, that option will be available. And of course, for those of you who love the regular podcast format for listening to when you're working or driving or whatever, this regular format will always be available for you as well. So um, that's something to look forward to as well. Um, what else? Are there any other things that I need to say before the end of the podcast? I don't think so. If so, I'll add it to the very end. Um, so let's dive into the final topic of the season to wrap up this whole concept that I've been talking about this year. So my main motivation for this year was to kind of clarify words and, and phrases and things we talk about within Christianity that have been kind of corrupted over time, that have been um, massaged and, and persuaded and downright lied about. Um, and I wanted to call out some of the false doctrine that is being taught within the Christian community, within the Christian churches, and, and bring our awareness up that, um, you know, just because we're calling ourselves Christian, just because somebody says they're Christian, just because somebody says God, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're talking about the same things. And it doesn't mean that we're on the same page. And so we should always be in the word and measuring, you know, whether or not something is of God or not, right? You will know them by their fruits. If it's producing the fruits of the spirit, then it is of God. And if it's not, then it's not of God. And we can't be afraid to call that out. And we should be mindful when we're having conversations and when we're thinking about things of our own, when we're studying things, being mindful of how things have changed over time. So um, another thing that I wanted to talk about, and I guess it's the perfect thing to close out the season with, is how this these concepts kind of permeate into our fellowship. Um, so I did an episode about the church and, and what it means when we say the word church. And this is one of the things that I think I personally struggle with the most because when I think of church, I think of it very much loose, in a more like loose and general way. I think of the church as the body of Christ. It's the community of believers. So to me, my church is anybody that I can fellowship with, any believers that I can draw support from. Now, for practical purposes, a lot of times you want those people to be people who are close by, right? If I need somebody for like physical support, obviously I want to be able to call someone who is within a certain, you know, driving range of me, um, you know, and just from like a social aspect, we do typically, I mean, like long distance is hard, right? But I have friends who are believers that I know right now I can pick up the phone and call them and say, I need you to pray for me, or I need you to pray with me, or I need your advice about X, Y, Z. And I know that I can get that even though they're in a completely different state. And I would still consider them part of my church or part of my fellowship circle um, because 
we have that relationship. And so I don't think of church as, um, you know, only the local body. And it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to extend, you know, across the entire world. Anybody who is on the same page, who is believing in the same God, who is following the same um, Messiah, we should be part of the same body. And so we should be able to work together. But a lot of times we, when we say church, we're talking about a building and we're talking about a local building. So for instance, just here, you know, there may be six, seven churches of the same denomination within an hour, right? Um, and, but those people should all be, uh, you know, of one body. So it, it starts to become very muddy um because you have these different local bodies and again like i said i i do see the need of having local people to fellowship with and of course you know you need a place to meet or to congregate again i personally prefer smaller groups because it's it's more intimate and you can get to know people you can build trust i don't really see the point um when you go to very large um churches and you're part of a very large body and nobody knows each other. Um, I, I've seen this even with the, the, the church that I have been attending. Um, like I, I ran into someone and they thought that I was new and I had been attending services at that church for like two years. That's bizarre to me. Um, and of course, you know, that's, that's just one of those things. I'm just like, I, I don't like that. I, think that totally defeats the purpose of fellowship even if we're coming together and we're worshiping together and we're singing songs and we're listening to a sermon and all these things that um, mankind has convinced us is what is religion or what is um, the proper way to worship God you're not actually fellowshipping with people you're not actually meeting people you're not learning about them you're not doing life together Um, and that's why I joined the young adult group that I joined Um, And the only reason that I attend the church that I have been attending is because of that young adult group. And the motto is we do life together. And so um, there were definitely, before COVID, there were definitely times where, you know, I had seen people from this group on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, And it was just like, it, 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 even for, for an introvert like me, even saying that out loud sounds overwhelming, but it would still be like on Saturday, I'm excited to see these people because we are genuinely doing life together. These are my friends. We're sharing with each other. We are um, getting, you know, we're, we're, we're grouping and I, I don't know, we're just growing together. And that's what I think Christianity is supposed to look like. And so one of the struggles that, um, that I have or that comes to mind is this kind of more formal, uh, traditional view of, of being a member of this, this congregation that's not doing life together. And in Revelation, there is this verse that says, come out of her, my people. And in, in context, it's about Babylon and the beast and the false church that arises um, as the world is coming to a, its final days. And 
essentially God is saying, don't participate in this. And you can you can look at it in various ways, but it's it's essentially a warning from God to his people not to do the things of the world and not to stray away. At, at the base interpretation, it's saying don't be a part of the world, don't be a part of the the deception, don't be a part of that, come out of that, don't basically come out of the matrix, right? And when I think about what I see in the modern church, this is where um, I start to question my own participation and you know where I belong and where we belong and what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. I've listened to certain um, pastors or certain, um, I don't know what to call them, uh, teachers, we're gonna call them teachers. So people who are you know on YouTube, people like me that are not specifically like pastors or anything like that, but they do a lot of studying of the word and they use whatever platform, whether it be Instagram or YouTube or a podcast or whatever, they use it to share what they've learned. And, you know, some of them will tell you, you know, if you're attending a church and they're celebrating pagan holidays, then you need to come out of that church, right? Because it's a fallen church and they're not doing the things of God, they're doing the things of man. And in some cases, you know, you could look at it and be like, but maybe I'm supposed to be there to tell them that what they're doing is not of God, right? Because like I said, like I've been talking about this whole season, there's a lot of things that people just don't know, right? Um, a lot of things have been twisted and, and, and changed. And it's not like they changed it two days ago. They started changing things and changing our perceptions of what the word actually means and coloring the interpretations way back like centuries ago. And so a lot of things people mean well, they're just not informed of what what is right. So sometimes there is a messenger sent to say, hey, did you know X, Y, Z? And you can go and give that information to the person. And once they are enlightened about what is what has happened, they may be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we've been doing this. We gotta change. And then you might start to see changes in the church. But there are other cases where it really is that they're following the world and they're, they don't care. And so, it, you know, generally speaking, I'm like, oh, that's a case by case situation. You have to figure it out. You know, you have to pray and see whether God is trying to use you as a messenger or whether um, you are in a fallen church and you need to find another group to fellowship with. And so um, that's been one of my struggles. Um, the, the church that I have attended here, they actually do celebrate those, you know, those pagan holidays and they know that's the weird thing. And so it's been an uncomfortable thing for me because I'm just like, yeah, I just go here because I'm associating with the young adult group, but I don't really know how I feel about, you know, the, the whole of the, of the group. And, you know, as I got deeper in, there were a lot of things that happened that made me feel uncomfortable where I was like, I don't really know how I feel about the the spiritual aspect of this church. I don't really know if I feel like the church is in communion with God as a whole. Um, and that sounds very, very heavy. Um, and so pretty much actually before COVID even started, I had questions 
Um, and I was trying to figure out where I belong. Do I want to continue to attend this, this congregation or do I want to try to find somewhere else? Which is very difficult because, you know, again, you have things that are spiritually wrong in churches and then you have churches where you just don't fit, right? Oh, there's no such thing as a perfect group because people by definition, we are flawed, right? So there are people who are just not going to click with me. They're just not going to like me. And there are people that I'm not going to like. And neither of us is wrong. There's even, um, I think we talked about it on the podcast this season. There was a time where, you know, Paul and Barnabas, they got into it. Paul and Peter got into it. And they ended up just going their separate ways. Paul and Barnabas were like, we don't agree. That's okay. We agree to disagree. I'm going to go this way. You're going to go that way. And it's cool. And there were no hard feelings amongst each other, amongst the two of them. It's just they couldn't work it out. And that happens to us too. Um, we can't expect that we're just going to get along with everybody and it's going to be like, you know, rainbows and unicorns and everybody's going to be holding hands, singing Kumbaya. And we're just going to like love each other. I mean, we should love each other, but like it's not necessarily going to look like a happy you know, weird family type of thing. Like it's it's more like an actual family where occasionally the siblings are trying to kill each other and and the mom is refereeing and the dad is just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, that's, that's kind of how church will inevitably look because that's how we are as people. But then it becomes the question of when is it just a preference when is it just oh I just don't get along with everybody or I just don't you know it's just a personal thing that I just don't particularly like this person I don't it's cultural or whatever versus it's actually spiritual and I don't belong here because we're not spiritually yoked and like I said I don't really have an answer because it's something I personally have been struggling with my own self about um where I fit and where I don't fit and um, who I consider to actually be my church or my my fellowship body. And so, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a struggle. But there is a verse that says, come out of her, my people. And so I wanted to point that out because there is, in fact, a time where we should be drawing a line and saying, like, this is not okay. It, this church is spiritually corrupt. It is not right, and I'm not taking part in this. And um, in one of the previous Bible studies that I did on YouTube, I actually talked about this briefly. And I said that my thought is that if you're the only person that is the light, per se, if you're the only person that is producing the fruit of the Spirit, if you're the only person that is standing for the Word of God, then you, it's probably a come out of her my people situation where you should just you should be like yeah nothing that I'm saying is is getting through they're not listening to me it's time for me to leave because um, there's also a verse in Matthew where um, Christ sends the disciples out and he tells them if they come to a city and the people don't want to hear to just dust off their shoes and keep going so it's the same concept if you're in a body and you're telling them what's spiritually sound and you're telling them what's biblically true and they choose to continue in the ways of the world, then they just don't want to hear you and you should dust off your shoes and keep on moving. However, if it's the opposite where it's kind of like a 50-50 split or something and 
and, and whatnot, then maybe your role is to be there, to be that rock, to keep Satan from taking over the church. Maybe because you're one of those people that is keeping everything um, solid and keeping things on the right track. And so, you know, that's one of those things I think that's very hard to determine when you don't have actual intimate relationships with the people of your your congregation. Now, when I say intimate relationships, obviously I don't mean romantically intimate. I just mean that, you know, you actually have honest conversations with people. One thing that I've noticed, and we've talked about this in my young adult group, is that um, we joked about how when we first started the group or we first joined, a lot of us were kind of half in the group, half out. Or I should I say us, but because I was new to the city, I was pretty much all in because I didn't know anybody out of it. But there were a lot of people who grew up here who had friends that were not necessarily in the church and things like that. And so those people, they had their, their friends and then they had their church friends. And we talked about how like, you know, there was this kind of like dichotomy where it's like, yeah, I have these friends that I go do this with and I have my church friends that I do this with. And it's like, yeah, when I feel like I want to study the Bible, I'll go hang out with my church friends because my my other friends, they're not going to study the word with me. But, you know, when I want to go to the club and get a little reckless, I'm going to call up these friends because, you know, my church friends going to, they might look at me sideways. And as we started to spend more time together and as we started to actually do life together and we started to get to know each other, we started to see what we have in common and friend groups started to form or I should say small groups started to form within the larger group and suddenly instead of needing to have quote-unquote world friends and church friends we just had friends and in some cases people's world friends got brought into the church and in other cases kind of a separation happened where now you can do those social activities with your church friends and not feel like, oh, I'm being judged or whatever. And you know, you're, you're growing together, you're enjoying life together, but it also means that now I'm seeing you for who you actually are. I'm not just seeing the mask that you put on for service or for Bible study, but I actually know you for you. And when I actually know you for you, then when we go into this meeting or we start having this discussion, I know that we're on the same page. So I know that me and you are both gonna fight for the same thing for the kingdom when we have this meeting with the larger body. Or I know that you're gonna leave me hanging because we're not on the same page. And so that's one of the faults, again, that we have in our local church because I feel like there, in a lot of cases, we may be, um, surrounded by people who think like us there may be four or five six seven ten twenty people in the church who are like i don't think we should be doing this but everyone is scared to speak up and no one has a relationship with each other so we don't know that we all have the same concerns um and that's why no one is voicing their opinion however it could be that you're the only person that has that opinion and that's not you know the place for you but it's hard to tell when you don't actually have those relationships so i definitely think that um one of the things that i would encourage for i guess the end of the season um you know wrap up 
is to start forming those relationships. Christianity and church is supposed to be about doing life together, doing life with Christ, doing life with your fellow believers and sharing, you know, even even the dirty parts of yourself with the body and, and allowing yourself to grow and learn from each other, allowing each other to be part of that and, and, and to, to be transparent with each other. And so I definitely encourage forming those types of fellowship bonds, I think is very important. And, you know, unfortunately, um, it's probably a little bit harder now that COVID has totally changed how we communicate with each other and how we um, interact with each other. But it's more important now than it was last year or the year before that. So I definitely think that going forward, um, I would definitely encourage that type of fellowship above everything else. And um, the other thing that I would encourage is being aware of the truth, making sure that you research everything, question everything. When you look at something that's a tradition and people can't explain it to you or it's this is how we've always done it, or you start to wonder where is this scripturally and you can't find a scriptural basis for it, look it up because it's probably pagan and it's probably not actually something that God has asked you to do and it's probably it may not even be something you should be doing. So definitely um, being on your P's and Q's, making sure you know the truth, making sure you can identify false doctrine. Because guys, things are changing rapidly. We are living in a world where one, things change daily, um, two, the the way technology works is you know the abilities of mankind change so quickly and so frequently um but also the way we are hooked into society is very different it's dangerous to be honest um we have addictions that we don't even think of as addictions most of us are addicted to technology and we cannot live without it you can't function in society without it um and, you know, we're, we are now at the time where a lot of things from biblical prophecy are playing out, things that at no other time could have even been possible are now possible to play out. And so it's definitely a time where more than ever, we're going to need that fellowship to get us through tough situations and to keep us sane and to keep us strong in the faith. But we also are going to need to be able to spot the lie. Now we need to know what is the lie? What is the deception? If you can spot the lie, then you're okay. And the only way you're going to spot the lie is if you know the truth, if you study the word, if you question man's tradition. So that is basically the whole of the point that I wanted to bring to you this season because I wanted to share that message that Christ put in Revelation the message that came straight from heaven that said, come out of her, my people, so that you do not share in her plagues and in her sins and in the wrath that God is going to visit upon her. So that is what I'm saying to you. Come out of her. If you are in the, you know, the fallen church, if you are in the man-made traditions, if you are following the man-made version of Jesus, now is the time to let that go and come into the real faith of God, the pure and undefiled religion 
that God has set forth in his word. So I hope that you will join me and I hope that I will see you again in 2021. In the meantime, if you still want to get contact content for me, you can always check the blog www.psalmstogod.com and you can check the YouTube channel. I will put a link for the YouTube channel in the uh, description box because I haven't gotten the views yet to be uh, to meet the algorithm requirements to show up in an easy search. So I'll definitely link the the links so that it'll be easier for you to find. And I hope you will stay with me during the break and that I will see you again in 2021. Bye guys.